Hey, I'm Jade Halliwell, and this podcast is all about spilling the tea. I'll be showing you a little more to me than my life as a country artist, and also getting the tea from fellow artists and people in various industries who inspire and fascinate me. If you want to get some advice on self-love, hear about the musings of a songwriter, or understand what it takes to take a leap and start your own business, then this is the podcast for you. As casual as two friends sharing the goss over a glass of their favourite gin. Pour one for yourself and join me as I find out what's the G and T. Welcome back to the second episode of What's the G and T with me, Jade Halliwell. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Kezia Gill. We're going to be having a chat about her career, our friendship, her highs, lows, what she's looking forward to, and a whole lot more. So pour yourself a gin and settle in. Welcome, welcome to the second episode of Watch the G and T. Um, my first guest, actually of the entire series, <laughs> is my good friend, Kezia Gill. Thank you for coming and enjoying a tea. Well, I feel like I was missold slightly because it was G&T and I've been offered a brew. Listen, <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time, you animals. It's like quite, early to get the quite sensible that we start with tea, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll just be like a night in with Jade and Pets. <laughs> and we don't want to share that No one wants to see that behind the scenes. <laughs> no. Singing Celine Dion into a hairbrush. It's <laughs> just the best nights, though. <laughs> We, uh, we were away and someone said, oh, he wants to go to a karaoke bar tonight. And everyone sort of went, mm. And Luke was like, Jade's favourite night out is singing Whitney and Selena karaoke bars. I was Absolutely. like, it's true. You're not having a good night until you're drunk singing the Pavel Ballads. And it's weird because you actually do that for a living. <laughs> but I think when you're on karaoke, there's, there's just no pressure. Yeah. And it's like, you, all, the, all the rest of the time, you're thinking, oh, you know, I've got to do it right. When, do, when does the intro kick in? Is it yeah. the right key? You've had a few drinks and you're in karaoke. <laughs> Especially when you're on holiday, like you're just in a room full of strangers. Although we went, um, bit of background, we had a UK, like females in country, girls night out <laughs> in December. And being musicians, the perfect night out was to hire a karaoke bar. Um, so we did that and Kezia, just tell everyone what what your first well, I knew, I knew what everyone would be expecting of me. I thought they're going to expect me to get up and do like Carrie Underwood or Shania Twain. I went in with Coolio, Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing was, is there's a couple of, 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 of you guys that I know better and I think you were expecting that from me, but a few of the other girls were like, what is Kezia doing? <laughs> but I like the element of surprise on that one. I was quite impressed at how well you knew the words. You kind Every of word. Didn't even need to look at the screen. <laughs> professional <laughs> well welcome to Batley we've been friends for years and this is your first time coming to Batley well I, I've driven through which Most people do <laughs> <laughs> it's better than driving past um but no it's it's Especially where we are, like it's just really hidden away. It's so nice. So, that's so it's it. called the hidden secret. Well, there you go. You <laughs> see, I get that now. But it's no, it's really lovely. It's a super, super windy day today. Yeah. Uh, so it was a bit of a horrible drive up, but no, lovely to be here. Yes, thank you for coming. Um, you know, play cards, right? I might take my tick- tick- nash afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard all about the battling ash. 
I mean, I'm starting to think it can't possibly be as good as you've made it out to No, it me. is. <laughs> it's everything. Although we've moved now. We don't live in Batley anymore, so we need to find a new club. <laughs> well, you've literally just got the keys, haven't you, this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it um, feel to be an adult? Well, I said to Luke, <laughs> I've, I've moved out, finally. Suddenly I like red wine, so I started drinking red wine. Um, I just I just need to start driving on the motorway now, and then I'll be a fully formed adult. <laughs> and uh, how long have you had your driving license? 12 years. <laughs> when, when you take a gig, you're mapping out all the A roads. <laughs> Honestly, when I tell Luke, I'm like, oh, such a fee. He's like, well, no, because it's not just you, is it? It's two people are working that night, because you won't drive yourself there. <laughs> it's, the, it's the weirdest setup. <laughs> Listen, next time you see me, I'll be like, just dropped on M62. Well, you can come to see us. See, we're literally yeah. right up the M1. It's so easy, but you've just got to get on the M1. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to grow up. <laughs> going to be a big girl. Just don't drink red, red wine before you do so it. So much anxiety about getting... I think, like, what if people just don't let me on? And then that's me just crashed on our shoulder because I ran out of road. <laughs> what I mean? Well, that's kind of what you learn to what drive What if I can't get off? <laughs> like, what if I'm trying to get to Barnsley and before I know it, I'm in London because I just couldn't get off the motorway? Only you would be going to Barnsley and end up in London. <laughs> So I obviously know you very well, uh, and I'm sure lots of people who are listening know you very well, but for those who don't, um, to be the uh, interviewee, <laughs> no interviewer? You're the interviewee. I'm, I'm the interviewee. interviewer, that's the one. Um, yeah, just tell people like who you are, how we know each other, maybe like what, what it is that you do. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Kezi Gill, and I'm a uh, singer-songwriter, um, predominantly in country and Americana, uh, but the truth is I love all kinds of music. Um, but really sort of found my feet in the country scene back in, was it 2018? Yeah, that was when we first met, wasn't it? Yeah, I had um, the opportunity to play uh, at the Horizon stage, which was sponsored by the BC Main. It was a great platform for um, sort of young, unheard of artists to sort of come and showcase their work. Um, And I've got such a fond memory because Jade was um, playing the Friday night that night and she was the um, BCMA female vocalist and there was just like so much excitement when you came on stage and I was there as a complete nobody, not, no one had heard of me and I was just stared at you and I was like, she's amazing. (laughs) And it was like, that was was my first experience of seeing you live. Um, And then since that Horizon opportunity, sort of like my career steadily sort of started rolling. got the opportunity to go on tour uh, with, with Jade uh, in Australia, which was a baptism of fire because we'd not really spent much time together. Yeah, and it was like, go travel for And then suddenly like you got 32 hours. hours. <laughs> a 10 hour layover in Beijing airport, which was the coldest airport I've ever been in in my and life. Do you remember, so if anyone's been to Beijing airport and has experienced this, weirdly, no matter what time, both on the way there and the way back, the only thing that was open was a Starbucks and an Irish pub that had an old World Cup football game on repeat. <laughs> that was it. That was his choice. Luke like, kept saying, I'm sure I've seen this game. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, so much deja vu. It was the weirdest experience. And we'd just go on shifts, wouldn't we, to like drop a level below and sleep on the metal benches. And yeah, yeah. never again will I do that journey. Because well, we were going to Australia and we'd all been told to really prepare for hot weather because obviously our seasons are opposite. So it was January, we were told to prepare for the middle of summer. 
So we really didn't pack anything winter worthy, no. did we? Other than sort of a, what would travel to the airport in it. And Beijing, it was like minus 10 degrees. It was so cold. We were like <laughs> huddling together like penguins. So it was, a, it was a great way to get to know James. And we just, I think we, we just became friends. Yeah, away, definitely. And then sort of since then, it's just been an, a lovely gradual um, journey of us playing the same festivals and being on the same writers rounds, being in the same circle of friends as well, which really helps. And um just yeah, our friendship's grown. Uh, both of our careers have kind of started to, to do well. And mm-hmm. the, the nicest thing is, I think, whereas a lot of people would expect two women to sort of pit against each other, we were just like, absolutely not. I'll, I'll literally give you a leg up and you can pull me up with you. Yeah. So it's a lovely, it's, a, it's yeah. a great friendship for me to have personally, but professionally as well, it's great to have a friend yeah, completely agree. That, that does what I do because yeah. a, a lot of my girlfriends they kind of they're like, oh, should we go out for drink Saturday night? And I'm like, I've got a Saturday in March 2024. Yeah, <laughs> how does that work for you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's always like so much nicer, like to not just be like, oh, I see you at gigs, but to actually have that friendship and you know to speak outside of gigs and you know. Luke and Lloyd have become good friends and to come and spend time like down in Derby with you and yeah. now that we've finally got a home you guys can come up and spend I some time wait. with us I cannot wait the only time I got to stay with you I stayed at your mum's house yeah. and <laughs> she we put Christmas tour. bedding on for us <laughs> and she was so excited about it she was like shall I put nice bedding on or elf bedding I was like elf get it on <laughs> elf get the bedding on <laughs> and then you planned to cook us all breakfast didn't you mm. and Jade thought you could microwave a Richmond sausage and thank, thank God Lloyd was there to cook, so we didn't all get food poisoning. But that was on the Girl Country tour. Yeah, that was a Girl it? Country tour. Is it after Wakefield? Yeah, we That's did the Wakefield right. day, and Luca had squeezed in a day of golf because we were at home that day. So he abandoned Priorities, me, of course. Yeah, to go and play golf, and I was left in charge. And like disclaimer, I don't claim to be a good cook. I'm terrible. I'm like I've set microwaves on fire trying to make porridge because I didn't know you put milk in it. But, you know. <laughs> I'm not very good in the kitchen. So, where, so where the was pressure the idea of the full English breakfast. Luke then? wasn't supposed to play golf. <laughs> I've done the shop. Luke, we're going to be the chef. I'll be the cleaner. That's a system we have going. He right, cooks, I okay. clean, and it works great. So he left you high and dry. Yeah, then. but then he left, and I was like, I've got to pull out all the stuff. I've got to roll out a full English here. <laughs> and I was like, psyching myself up in bed. I was like, you just, get, way, down, you just get in that kitchen <laughs> with confidence. You cut the bacon. The bacon was lovely. And the sausages were just on a plate on the side. And I'm thinking, what point is she going to put those sausages in? <laughs> Bearing in mind, they take about 20 minutes more than the bacon. <laughs> and he just kind of look, looked at us and went, do you uh, want a sausage with that? <laughs> Are you going to microwave it? Or like, yeah. Like, what? Right, no, bacon sandwiches is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and even that Lloyd had to get involved. It was he like, did. sit down. <laughs> okay. But that's the thing, like that's... It's it's not just all work, is it? Like the yeah. fun that we have just as just as four mates, obviously yeah, with yeah. Luke and Lloyd as well. And it's it's really lovely as well because the truth is like this is a very male dominated industry, mm-hmm. and from everything to sort of bookings and the logistics of getting to a venue. And say for example, I took a, a festival that I'd not played before. You're the first person I'd ring about. Have you done it? Have, yeah. have you dealt with the with the promoters? What's the parking like? Yeah. You know, <laughs> is there a changing room? Because as we know, there's never oh, a changing room. <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. So one thing we noticed heavily when we were on tour in November, so as uh, Kezia mentioned, we joined up and did the Girl Country Tour back in November, uh, played all over the UK. One thing we noticed was like changing rooms are rarely a thing, and even if they are a thing, no disrespect, they're definitely designed by a man. Yeah, like, 100%. Either there won't be a mirror, 
or there'll be a mirror but a, a socket at the other end of the room so you can't like curl your hair no. in the mirror because you can't get any power near it or the change room is a toilet yeah <laughs> Um, and you've got like someone who's bought a ticket for the show trying to get in the toilet while you're getting ready or you know there'll be a changing room but there'll be a mirror but it's dead ha- I'm 5'2 like yeah. I need a low mirror <laughs> one one tiny mirror that we're both trying to do our makeup in it's like sorry we have to kind of take it in turns oh what was that one I think there was one on one of the southern dates and there was just a, a really intense red light above the mirror and I was like this is the worst no, to, get to do like, you basically got ready in a brothel <laughs> basically <laughs> whack a bit more eyeliner on but um yeah but you know the mad thing is I think like with us being sort of a uh, still dare I say quite an introductory level into the music yeah. industry I was thinking kind of smaller grassroots venues surely as you get bigger and further up you know the dressing rooms yeah. get better but having just literally just come off a theatre tour, you'd be amazed. There's still dressing rooms without mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, at what point yeah. is it, are, are you big enough to have a mirror in your dressing room? I feel like in an ideal world, if I, if I had like my tour kit, you know, what you're taking on tour, little pelly, <laughs> uh, Yorkshire tea bags. Yes. Always. Um, a mirror. Like, you know, you need yeah. like a Mary Poppins style one where you yeah. just pull a big phone Those little phone ring lights that like flick up and you stick your phone in the middle. They're so great. That, that'd be great to take. Do you know, I must mention, um, like I said, I've just, just come off an acoustic tour with the Shires and uh, Chrissy literally has a um, B&Q toolkit of everything that she needs when she's on tour, but it's things you'd never think of. So it's like <laughs> knives and forks. <laughs> oil salt and pepper because they'll always have a rider and she says the amount of times on the rider they'll have ginger and lemon which is obviously great for a singer so they'll provide a kettle they'll provide the ginger and the lemon but there's no knives <laughs> there's no chopping board and it's like what i'm just just gonna pop the lemon, the lemon in, in. <laughs> so she says she starts <laughs> she says it's just crazy these little things or you know should one of the hardest things to do when you're on the road as we know is eat yeah. healthily yeah. Like it's so easy to just grab something and you oh. for the win. Oh we my god! By McDonald's I, like, I feel like I need to drop in. So um, Tammy, the wonderful Tamography, is here taking some photos for us. Um, but she uh, only took up photography a year ago, maybe full time. Uh, before that, she was a PT, and before the tour, I was like, "Let's get this girl ready for the tour." <laughs> so I was like, "Tammy, please like help me out in the gym. Like, what am I doing?" So she'd come like help me out like train with me proper put me through it then I went on tour and it was like day one she was like and I vlogged it she texted me she was like oh you had a good first day I've just watched your videos when you I saw you at Mackey's this morning <laughs> then at night time you went to Mackey's again <laughs> what you do was like it's all I could eat me and Jade had a shared spreadsheet of everything that we both needed to remember to take um, we we sort of uh, listed all of our outfits because the last thing you'd want to do is clash so you know on a night you were wearing black problems. and white I'd wear something else so we had this whole spreadsheet going and then there was like things to pack and you'd put gym gear gonna take my trainers take my, take my gym stuff and I rang her and I went are we really taking gym gear on tour are we doing it and Jade's like yeah yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna get up every morning do this workout I was like okay I'll pack my gym gear not once <laughs> did we do work? excuse me speak for yourself you did a hotel room i did workout. i did a hotel room workout and luke was like i feel sort of like burpees it's like whoever's below us can just do boom 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 every time i didn't do a single workout and then in london i was like oh there's a gym in the hotel room so i sent tammy a video i was like this is what i have what can i do 
And within about five minutes, she bashed me over a workout <laughs> and I did a workout in the gym there. Came back up feeling when pleased and then about an hour later sat with a beard in my hand. So, you know, it's all about balance. <laughs> See, I, w- I wish I had that level of balance, but... Uh, yeah, no, other than jumping up and down to keep warm, that's about <laughs> yeah. all I all I managed yeah, like to muster. Yeah, the stage is my workout. <laughs> but do you know what's amazing? I've started setting my uh, fitness tracker on my watch um, when I do a set. Yeah. And it is incredible how many calories you burn whilst oh, on stage. Oh, my God. So yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that now, on a gig day, yeah. that's my workout. I have um, a Fitbit, and when I was getting ready for Buckle and Boots, so obviously that was like the first band gig I'd had in, what, two years through lockdown. I was not gigging and stuff, and um, I was... I was like in my bedroom like practicing my set and like doing star jumps and singing like get that fitness level up so you can move about and I did it one day and I finished and it was like boom yo what I didn't say it I just picked up that my heart rate was up and I'd burn like 300 odd calories and it was like well done I was like oh I mean I play the guitar so I kind of have to sort of stay in a rel- in, yeah. in a small space but you're like literally left right centre and you're just jumping up and down and it's it you know, is my, my mum literally says to me before I go and she's like don't don't get too excited on your first song because you're out of breath then for the entire set. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna. But the fun of it at Tennessee Fields, I obviously wasn't playing at Tennessee Fields. We did the Honk Tonk Road show. You were playing the sat there, um, and we were sticking around. But um, unfortunately, Jessica Lynn had to pull out. She was like, do you want to fill in? And I remember thinking like, oh, are you prepared? And I thought, of course you are. You've been practicing for Buckle and Boots in your room, and then you stood in and played uh, loads of the other guys. We put Luke pulled together a band, and everyone. Absolutely smashed the set, but I remember thinking to myself, "Don't get too excited." <laughs> but the joy of being back on stage—he oh, hadn't so even finished cool. saying my name, and I came skipping on like <laughs> I was worried about someone. I was like, "I've done it again. I'm exhausted, and I've got the tight set." You know what I love about that whole experience? It's like we've done we've done the honk tonk radio yeah. on a Friday night. So then that, <clears throat> excuse me, that was technically you done. You're just yeah. there to party, there to enjoy it. But with like, what, three, four hours notice? <laughs> not only did you put a show together, but you were straight in your suitcase, bang, stage outfit, ready. <laughs> makeup, hair, set so always like, why'd you pack so much like for these occasions? <laughs> she was I had a backup outfit so for stage. Ready. Like, who packs a backup stage outfit? <laughs> but that was actually one of my favourite gigs, because I think... I would, obviously, I would never usually play with you, because I'm kind of an artist yeah. in my own right, but because it was basically like, we need... An yeah. acoustic guitar, and I was yeah. just—I was like, "This is my fangirl moment." I was like, "I—I I know all your songs." <laughs> I like, remember. Please. In the uh, hotel, I was like, oh, "I just—I I think I don't want to be disrespectful to you. Like, you're an artist. I would never expect you to stand back in me." And you were like, "I know all your songs, and I've got a black T-shirt." It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was so adamant that I was like, "I've got a black T-shirt." It's like you're in the band. But I love that is one of my highlights of the year. I absolutely yeah, I loved, loved it. it, and I was doing some harmonies and some BBs. And yeah, it was so, yeah, it was really cool. But I think sometimes when you just get thrown into it, you enjoy it more because, as we both have experienced before, the pressure build up before a big show can yeah. actually take away from the experience. Yeah, can't yeah. It? And um, yeah, it was actually really nice to just throw something together and be like, right, let's let's make it yeah, happen. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and it and you, you're work. back there, aren't you, this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very excited, yeah. Very over there in July, so that's You get fun. to plan your outfit this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I'll have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll definitely have a black T-shirt on me, just in case. <laughs> hey, this is just your reminder that you are listening to What's the G&T with me, Jade Halliwell. If you are enjoying this episode, please do go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at jadehalloallofficial to keep up to date with all future episodes. Um, so 
you mentioned that you were on tour with the Shires. Yes. Um, you should tell everybody because not only have you been on tour, but that's my drum roll on my knees. Going on tour. Yes. And I, I kind of feel like I've, I've sort of begged my way on. <laughs> Sometimes I, I just sort of said to them like I've I had so much fun doing the acoustic tour, and playing with with a such an established act means that we were playing like great venues and um, the whole experience of being on the road and we had like a big splitter van and we all rode together and I was like wow this is like this is the next level of touring so like yeah. from from the way we did it which yeah. was real grassroots we drove ourselves everywhere we did all the logistics well I didn't drive anywhere. <laughs> Lloyd and Luke, absolute <laughs> legends, bless them. But <clears throat> I was like, this is kind of the natural progression. Yeah. And um, I just sort of said to them, I think sometimes you've just got to back yourself. And I said, yeah. you know what, guys? I've had the time of my life. I would love to, to support you again if yeah. if the opportunity was ever there. Uh, a few Focons later, I was invited to, to join them. Yes. And um, But I'm actually not excited about the tour at all, just that the fact that there's going to be a tour boss. <laughs> And I've got a bunk on sure. said tour bus. Oh my God, that would be fun. I was like, that's the dream. And it's funny yeah. enough, I was chatting to Chrissy about it. You know it. what though? Is it the dream or is it the dream until you're on it and like someone uses the tour bus toilet? Like, well, there is a rule. <laughs> oh my God. We, there's, we, there's a we tour bus rule. conversation the other week. With yeah, I mean, you, you can probably all imagine what the rule is, but one's a fine. Off the bus. No chairs on the bus. I mean, because the there's 16 blokes basically on this bus. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> but no, but it's like a proper tour bus and um, it's yeah. just going to keep, like, it, logistically it's going to be so much easier yeah. if we all travel together. And um, it just means I'll, I'll be away from home for the full four weeks. Yeah. Um, we do have a few off days in between, but it'll be really nice to do stuff as a tour crew. Yeah. Um, so I'm ju- I just can't wait. And some some of the venues we're playing are like like bucket list venues for me. Yeah. You know, I've like finishing up at the London Palladium, which wow. Like a lot of you know that like my dad was my absolute hero. I lost him a few years ago, but that was always his. Like one day you'll play the Palladium. Yeah. And that was his Wembley, his yeah, yeah. arena. You know, so. That's going to be like such an immense night yeah. to play, and, and and you know I'm very aware of the fact it's not my name in lights. I understand that, but I think even just as a singer songwriter to be playing your original music in a, it's such yeah, an iconic definitely. venue. Um, so yeah, say not not bothered about the tour, just the yeah. bus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's going to be exciting, and it yeah. helps as well that like like with yourself, I get on so well with Ben and Chrissy. Yeah, um, and they are just 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 genuinely nice people, and we have such a laugh. Yeah, and I think Ben like. Ben wanted wanted to sort of like try me out, and he was so there was a like there was some banter, and I, I was never sure if he was joking. And then he'd be like, "Oh, oh my god, I'm joking!" And then I very quickly realised that he is a bit of a tease, right. and he will wind me up. So I started winding him up back, and I got him good once um, because he he always laughs because I say I look a bit like Jess Glynn. Yeah. So he, he sent me a WhatsApp once and said, "Oh, uh, one of our photographers got a really good picture of you tonight," and I was like, "Oh great, send it over." He sent me a photo of Jess Glynn. <laughs> So I was like, right, I'm going to get him back. Left it a few minutes and text back. And I was like, that's actually really, really upset me. Like, I'm really just trying to establish myself as an artist. Like, you, that, that's, that's really unfair. And he was mortified. And he was, he was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a proper wind-up merchant when I got him back. But they're, they're just the little things that you yeah. sort of get to know them. And now I do feel like, 
going on the tour, I won't be nearly as nervous as I was this time. Yeah. Because we've built up that Yeah, it's like foundation. coming back to friends. Yeah, so it's just, it's just going to be such an exciting summer. Yeah. Stay ready for Definitely. it. Yeah. And obviously the big festival will <laughs> be announced. The big announcement, yes, BCUC. And I've been sitting on it for... A, a few months yeah um and so many people have been asking me about it but you can't say anything yeah can you? and i was like no i don't think it's gonna happen and i think I, i'm really i'm one of the fortunate ones because i wasn't on the 2020 lineup yeah and there's been an awful um an awful lot of rolling over yeah so i kind of just resigned myself to the fact that it'd have to be 23 i'd have to apply yeah and sort of see what happened um but no i'm, I'm super pleased to be invited yeah, it's, it's, the, so it's the dream good. isn't it yeah like, when I mean, you everybody talk about, wants to play c yeah. to c i think there's like um Obviously, all the festivals are amazing, but they're all got their own thing. So, C to C for anyone not into country music who's <laughs> listening, um, C to C is country to country festival. It's a huge like staple in the country world. Um, it takes place at the O2 in London every March, and they have um, the arena shows, and then there's various stages that pop up all around the O2. Um, it's just really cool to like showcase yourself in, and there's new crowds there. So um, I think because you've got the pull of the of the big American acts, yeah. um, and you know they are the the biggest American acts. So you've got Luke Combs and Miranda Lambert. Because people that are into country music that don't necessarily know there's a UK scene, yeah. they that it's like a ready made audience for you, yeah. isn't it? And it's like um, I, even from doing shows previously with people like William Michael Morgan, like I supported him a couple of times when he played in Manchester. Yeah. And there was people that had gone for, for Will, and they were like, we've never heard of you. Yeah. And I was like, there's like such a massive scene. And they were so, they couldn't believe there was a UK country scene. Yeah, it's crazy. So things like C2C, it's just a perfect window of opportunity for us to be like, we are yeah. here. We are kind of holding our own. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, sh- you should come to a gig sometime, check us out. Because yeah. I, I think like the UK scene is just, it's just the healthiest it's ever been. Definitely. Um, and because we've all kind of been, without music for, for a year like pe- the gigs that, that are coming out now like people should support them and 100%. be ready for them because I think we've all got like people have been writing albums over lockdowns and like tours got yeah. postponed and, and I just think like 22, 22 23 is just going to be an explosion of music for the Definitely. UK scene. I think everyone's been locked in their houses like and you know creative people were, like itching so yeah I think a lot of people not in the industry maybe thought oh lockdown you probably just sat wait for the gig but if anything we're all sat buzzing like well i'll write i'll record i'll live stream i'll do this i'll do that and then just itching so that when the live shows return we're all ready and rearing to go like we've got full sets of new music and i don't know know about you but i have this fear of like wasting time yeah so i think even like when the pandemic first hit and it was like march 2020 and it was all really scary i was like oh maybe we'll get two or three weeks off yeah and then when it started looking like we were gonna kind of be at home longer i was suddenly like right i better do something yeah i better write an ep which is what what i did and i'd I'd started like doing videos and started doing editing and we both had the weekly live streams and people keep saying to me now like oh you must be glad to be busy again and I'm like, well, I'm busy in the sense that I'm leaving the house and I'm driving, yeah. but I, I, I was always busy because yeah. I don't know how not to be. Yeah. I, I even struggle if I have a day off. I'm like, I'm yeah. sure there's something I should be doing. <laughs> I think in a way, like, people say, like, oh, it's great to be back. And it, don't get me wrong, it is great to be back gigging. But, like, deep down, a little part of me misses those days of waking up and being like, you have nowhere to go today, so you can get your guitar out and sit and write. Because yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to just sit and write when you're thinking, oh, well, I'm gigging that day, that day, that day, and then I've got this meeting, and I've got that call, and I've got to go there, and I'm doing this it's bit, so and difficult. it's hard to actually sit and give yourself time when you're busy, but throughout lockdown, like I say, the 
creative people suddenly went boom yeah. for all this time I did so like, I was looking back on my um, my Facebook video watch yeah. list and I think I did like 60 videos yeah in about 8 months yeah and now I, I keep thinking to myself oh you must get some YouTube content you must do some videos yeah. I just do not have time yeah I've literally like last night was the first night I've slept in my bed in 11 days yeah. I've just been out, just you yeah. know, working on the road, and uh, with most places logistically, it's easier to stay over. And you and I'm just like, at what point am I filming and editing yeah. and recording? And then you've got to see the writing on top of it as well. And then I think there's just so much that when you are an an independent, unsigned artist as we are, the amount of admin, yeah, it's and things emails that you don't and think work about. and and anxiety and stress and emotional burden that it takes on you sometimes by the time you get to your gig you're just no. like i've got nothing left <laughs> i've got cry to give <laughs> but um but we do it because we love it like i'm yeah. certainly not moaning oh um, no. but it always makes me laugh because um you know the 45 60 minutes that i'm up on stage is the easiest part of my job yeah 100% you know and that's the bit that. everybody sees isn't yeah. it yeah it's everything else that comes because that's it. what in that in that moment all you're thinking about is what you're doing in that moment you're just in that moment you're just yeah. thinking about you know giving the best that you can give on stage and like you say i think then like when you're driving back afterwards that's when your mind's like when I release a single on such a date, what date do I need to submit? I mean, you start thinking, like, I sometimes I will chat to Luke and he's like, it's like it's one o'clock in the morning, we're trying to go to sleep. Ask me in the morning, why are you talking work? Come on. Voice note, I wake up in the morning yeah. so you don't forget a song yeah, idea. Like, <laughs> making notes in my phone, remember to email. <laughs> but I've I started pinning emails that I, I, I don't want to forget about. Yeah. But now my pinned email list is as bad as my inbox. <laughs> about 25 pinned emails and I'm like this is getting ridiculous <laughs> but say la vie yeah. it's, it's all good do it because we love it of course we do yeah and this, I, I suppose as well like there's a, there's a flip side of the coin there is something nice about having the control over it all yeah definitely because I think the bigger it gets the, the smaller your part of it gets yeah and I think even to the point where um, you know you perhaps don't get to decide what you wear or decide yeah. what what your next single is Um and I can't ever imagine a world where someone tells me what to wear. Yeah. I mean, may maybe that world will come one day. Yeah. But it's, it's just a weird concept, isn't it? That someone say, mm, we think you should go for that one. Like, yeah. But I don't like that one. Nah, we're going to go with that one. That, that's, that's a weird yeah. thing to get my head around. Cause, yeah, because you know, I think like what you wear on stage is like just part of your, part of your branding, isn't yeah, it? And your just, identity. It's just that personal choice that you make. It's like, oh, you know, I've written this song, I'm really excited about it, this is going to be my next single. Yeah. To then have someone say, well, we, we think you should go with that one. No. It's like, oh. Yeah. That's, that's a weird part of your shift. branding, it's obviously the whiskey drinking woman. <laughs> it is. It's like someone telling me what to drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you love a whiskey. Yeah. This podcast is obviously called What's the G&T? Yeah. Now, I did want to get you a whiskey, but as I said, I've just moved house and just flown back from Denmark <laughs> and my stuff is spread across houses at the moment. <laughs> so I haven't quite got my stuff together, but also, I'm going to tell you what to drink. <laughs> well, it's What's the G&T, so look, come on. So I'm going to I'm gonna have a little G&T with you. Now, we're very, very lucky here. So this lovely bottle is called Jade's Gin. Actually, it's called Jade's Gin. So um, the Hancocks got me this for my birthday. I've not opened it yet, so it's like a personalised bottle. Oh. And you're my first guest to have some, so they were crisping it. You a lovely uh, <clears throat> pink glass. I don't have any ice. That's all right. Unfortunately, it's pretty cold in here. <laughs> so I need to. I'm gonna give you this. Voila. 
See, I immediately feel more sophisticated with a gin glass. But that's how I felt with the red wine. I was like, when I can drink red wine, I'm a woman. That's it, we I'm a woman then. We were literally, what, four or five weeks ago? Yeah. And you girls and inspired was, we, were, we were drinking wine and you were like, no, I just can't get on with it. And then you tried a little bit, didn't you? And you were like, it's okay. But you see, now you've got your own front door. Yeah. If you come in, put the red wine on. Honestly, Luke's parents, uh, we've been very lucky, both his parents have like helped us move in. Um, and his mum and dad drink red wine and she was like, have a drink. I forgot to go to the shop and get anything in. I was like, first night, I've got nothing to drink. She's like, have a glass of this. And I was like, well, it's better than water, isn't it? Yeah. So I had to, I was like, actually, that's quite nice. And then I drank it all night. And then yesterday I was like, got to do the food shop. Came back, I was like, fill myself a bottle of red wine. <laughs> so I'm a woman I now. I, I wrote in your card, welcome to adulthood. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Like, you can't get your mum to do your laundry anymore, love. No, I have to get Luke on it. So is this with tonic? Yeah, I've had to cheap out with the tonic. They had no, uh, my favourite tonic is Fever Tree. Okay. They had none in. So the only time I've ever experimented with gin, um, I, I, sometimes like, you know when it's really warm in the summer, I'll have like a fruity gin. Ooh, but I have yeah. it with lemonade. So this is my first actual G&T. Wow, big moment here. Shall we get a cheers? Cheers. Thank you for being my first guest. Thank you for having me. I'd have been offended if you asked anyone else, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, what if I don't like I it? I want your feedback. Oh, it's very grown up, isn't it? You're a woman now. That's it now. So, my favourite kinds of gins are the like rhubarb gins, the fruity ones. Yeah. I think that's quite fruity in the summer. Yeah, I think, say, I think that the fruity ones in the summer with eat, I probably will. Would still go lemonade. Yeah. Because I like the sweetness. Well, yeah, of I didn't used to like gin and tonic. And then I forgot it was the tonic. But then I got into flavoured tonics. And now I like it just as normal. I do thing. like, is it the, um, oh, the purple sweets, the palmer violet? Oh, yeah. And it's very sweet. But it's dangerous because you just like pop, <laughs> flash forward. It's summer, you're asleep in a lounge. Well, I had that experience <laughs> with Copperberg. <laughs> and uh, once you've had that experience, you never drink cider again. Yeah. It's just like fruit punch. Yeah, I, I <laughs> love Copperberg. And again, I think a lot of drinks, it's, I love the idea of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like a Copperberg, the sun's shining. I'm sat in a pub beer garden, a nice cold Copperberg and a glass of ice. Yeah. However, I have really bad uh, stomach acid and the fruit cider does not agree with no. it. So I have to stop well, drinking it. I'm the same as you, but I, I struggle really with any alcohol point blank. Um, but it's not going. It's not enough to stop me drinking it. <laughs> but um, I think my doctor's I have not watching. certain ones. Though. Do you have drinks that you can't drink anymore because you have a bad memory attached to it? Well, Copperberg is definitely <laughs> <laughs> that ended badly. Um, but yeah, I, uh, Southern Comfort, which Ooh. is obviously like more more of a whiskey liqueur. Yeah. Which so I should really like it. But again, just I was young, probably fifteen. I shouldn't really share that. But drank <laughs> drank, drank too much of it. Got very poorly, uh, and yeah, now even just the smell of it. I don't, if, I don't even know if they're still doing but do you remember Red Wicked? Yes. Same, about 15, drank that, sick everywhere, including in my friend's hair. Yeah. <laughs> awful, awful for her. Um, awful for everyone involved. My mum made me go to school the next day, I was severely hungover and crying, washing my hair, and she made me go to school as a lesson of like, why are you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're 15, why are you drinking? You heard the hard way. Do you know what's funny, though, about Wicked? I used to drink them quite a lot, you know, when you start drinking. Yeah. Let's be honest, we're from a generation where you didn't need ID when yeah. you were out. So, 16, 17. I get ID'd more now. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, after, I'm like, my are you being serious? You can have my ID, yes. <laughs> but, um, was on holiday a few years ago. I'd, I'd kind of, I'd been drinking whiskey all day, and, you know, you just kind of hit a point. I thought, like, I'm kind of done. I don't really want to drink anymore. I'll have a bottle of Smirnoff Ice. 
that was worse than the whiskey all day. <laughs> it gave me horrendous heartburn. Like, immediately just felt so yeah. sick. And I was like, I've literally just drank a bottle of sugar. That's oh, basically yeah. what I've just drank. You know, first time I went to Nashville, um, me and Emily, like you say, we were drinking, they're just like Bud Lights, drinking beer all day. We just fancied a change. We were like, let's have a Smirnoff ice. So we went into this bar and they said, um, do you do Smirnoff ice? And she was like, uh, yeah. Like, look, I was like, oh, can we have two then? She was like, mm, okay. She literally turned over like, Eric, <laughs> get the Smirnoff. <laughs> it came out with these two dusty bottles and she was literally like, <laughs> <laughs> here you go. You got them. This is my really nice national accent. We got them, and <clears throat> the amount of people who come past and go, <laughs> "Oh my God, you're drinking Smirnoff ice!" <laughs> I was like, "What is it with the Smirnoff in Nashville? Is this just not a thing?" So you know, if you're from Nashville, you know anything do, about do, it. Yeah, do they do alcohol? Let me know. Like, is is it a rarity to have a you know a refreshing alcohol? <laughs> Forgive that, me. That's what teen, teenagers, <laughs> teenagers of this nation were born and bred on alcohol. You used to get Reef as well. Reef, oh vodka, and God, orange. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a turbo bomb it with but a yeah, straw. Yeah, we're women now because we're like red wine and gin. So it's apparently fine. so. Apparently so. Apparently we're so much classier than men. Well, before we uh, wind down, so you mentioned earlier that you were into loads of different genres of music other than yeah. just country. Uh, and one thing I want, like all my guests to do on this podcast, is recommend a song. It doesn't have to be a country song, but any song, a song that you think people need to hear, so that hopefully anyone who's listening will you know take your advice and go and have a listen to it so what song okay. if you could recommend a song what would it be i've kind of put you on the spot so well, <laughs> does it have to be current no it could be anything from any era because like. lately i've been listening a lot to nora jones oh. um and i i used to listen to her a lot when she did the um come away with me yeah album which gosh was probably like 10 15 years ago yeah. now yeah i listened to it a lot um and i've always been a fan of piano music as well mm. um but i was um I had like a, a, what do they call it, like a mindfulness mix on Spotify and it was just like relaxation because sometimes my life gets so busy, I like, I use music to just yeah. come, come into myself for a little bit and I was, I was coming back from uh, Gatwick Airport on the train and I just had an hour and I'd been travelling all night and I was like, I just need a bit of quiet time mm. and Come Away With Me came on and I was like, there's something so magic about her voice where it's like she's singing into your ear. Yeah. And I was like, for such a fast-paced world now where everything is like, you know, even food, it's like bang, order. Yeah. It's on its way. Everything is so rapid. Yeah. And I was like, music has a power to stop everything. So whether you're on a train or, you know, you've just got 10 minutes at home, just put your headphones on and listen to Nora Jones, Come Away With Me. And there's just something so beautiful about that song and her voice. And I, I actually read in a magazine that Nora Jones, um, she didn't like the fame. So she got really successful, released a couple of albums, but kind of didn't like where it took her. Yeah. So she now just plays in like coffee shops in New York. Wow. People don't know who she is, but she's, she's still a musician, but she just dropped, literally dropped off the public yeah. persona kind of platform Yeah. Um, because she, she didn't like the fame. I kind wow. of respect that. Yeah. You know, it's the same. I listened to a really interesting uh, podcast with Sia that Louis Theroux did. Oh. Oh, yeah, um, I listened to this. And she was just like, I never wanted to be known. Yeah. I wanted to be a writer. And even, um, was it Titanium? She yeah. just did a scratch demo. Yeah. De like, seeing a scratch demo out, is never yeah. going to be anyone else's, is it? Yeah. Um, and I just think, I kind of like that, that it's just about the, the music, music for yeah. them. So, yeah, I would say if, if life's getting a bit busy lately, put Nora Jones on. That. She'll chill you right out. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank my you. my first guest. It's my absolute pleasure. And I'd just like to say, like, congratulations on this whole thing. I think oh. it's really brave. And I think it's great that, you know, your, your voice is coming out 
as well as your music because you've got a lot to say and I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Chin chin. <laughs> <laughs>you so much for listening to this episode of what's the g and t with me jade helliwell huge thank you to my guest kezia gill you can go and follow kezia on instagram at kezia gill music facebook at kezia gill and check out our music on spotify apple anywhere where you can download or stream music and make sure you head to our socials and follow our store where you can get your hands on some of our merchandise as well Thank you to Luke Thomas for producing this episode of What's the GNT. Don't forget that you can also catch a visual version of this episode over on YouTube Wednesday at 6pm. Search for Jade Halliwell and you can check that out. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Jade Halliwell Official where you can find out all about future episodes and what we've got coming up. 